independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Seven days to Halloween, 15 days till, yes, the decision, part 25. Because everyone's a decision, right? Remember when LeBron did the decision? Everybody was all mad at him the way he did it. I'm going to take my talents down to South Beach. Well, this one's a little bit different. This one's about our, uh, well, you know, our midterms. You un- unveiled a new attack line uh, earlier today. The full line was mega, mega, trickle down. Surely you consider your student loan forgiveness program um, to be an antidote to that. But here's a problem, I think, for you and, and Democrats. Despite all the good economic news, low unemployment, record job creation, um, wage increases, and yet poll after poll shows the American people trust Republicans on the economy and think that Republicans should control Congress. How do well, first you break of through all, that? I'm not sure about the polls. I'm not sure about the polls. What do you mean you're not sure about the polls? Uh, I'm not sure about the polls. Okay, well, why aren't you sure about the polls? Because, well, first of all, we all know that polls uh, can be spun any way you want. I think the temperature out there, though, if you go around, it depends on who you ask, right? It's going to be a landslide. This is Michael Moore. I have never felt this optimistic. You know, I was on your show, what's now six years ago, when I said that Trump was going to win, the audience booed me. Look, I'm out, I'm around. I think I had a pretty good sense of what was going to happen. I think the opposite's going to happen this time. I think there is going to be such a landslide against the traitors. I want to thank the Supreme Court, reminding women that they are, in fact, second-class citizens. Oh, my God. Yes, they're second-class citizens. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff. He feels there's a landslide. There's going to be a massive landslide. Other polls, eh, a little different. A little different. And remember, what might be something, uh, let's not forget, who you trust in a certain thing. Well, if I trust the Democrats more with, say, you know, women's, you know, health care, right? This is one of the ways they say, who do you trust more with health care, women's health care, Democrats or Republicans? Oh, Democrats, of course. Okay, but that's how many people are voting strictly on that? If I say to you, who do you trust more for, I don't know, the economy? Well, there's one you got to look at because people might go 60, 70, 80 percent right now say, oh, it's the uh, it's the Republicans. Well, guess who participates in that? Everybody. Digging deeper here, we've got some all-time midterm highs that should serve as red flags for the Democrats. The wrong track, 71% all-time midterm high since we've been polling. How about presidential approved disapproval on the economy sitting at 57%? Again, we hadn't recorded that uh, ever that high in our poll. And the third one, the direction of the economy. In the next year, is it going to get better or worse? 50% say it's going to get worse again, an all-time high in midterm polling. It's the economy, stupid. And always remember that. You don't trust the polls. Well, the polls say this. You would trust them if they were going for you, I bet. Well, who, who, which polls are they? All of those things are fair to ask because we go back to 2016 and we look around and those polls were completely wrong and sideways. But the reality is that's kind of all we have at this moment in time. But you can take a temperature and see people are pissed. They're disgruntled about everything that has to do with the economy. 
They're frustrated. I deal with clients every single day. They're nervous about what's coming. They don't feel like the the country's going in the right direction. They're frustrated because they're paying two bucks for more for gas, or they're paying two dollars more for eggs, or it's triple what it was for for bacon in certain areas of the country. Those things eat on people in so many ways that you can't put just down in one poll. That's why I always say when it talks about the economy and inflation, you got to put all of that together, all of it. Because the economy, your job, a lot of that's dependent upon inflation. If inflation gets ugly and bad, boom. And the Democrats decided we're, we're going to run with one or two things, and one of them being abortion. Republicans have an advantage in this election because they're actually running on the issues that all the polls tell us that the most people care about. Inflation, economy, crime. It's the top issue in every national poll. It's the top issues in almost every state poll where the big races are taking place. The problem for the Democrats in this election is that they're fishing off the wrong pier. They made their entire bet on abortion, and abortion has fallen down to like 6th, 7th, or 8th place. Yeah, now if this abortion would have come down Three weeks ago, I'd say, wow, the Republicans are going to be in a lot of trouble. But we have a short attention span. And one thing that's with us all the time is the economy. It's not like tomorrow we're going to move on to something else and the economy's not going to be there. Or six weeks from now, we're going to move on to something else and the economy's not. It's always going to be there. That's it. It's not going anywhere. Keep it simple, stupid. I've been saying it for I don't know how long. Focus on the things that matter to the average person sitting around, whatever you want to call it. Oh, it's the the kitchen table. We're all sitting around a kitchen table talking. Fine. We're all sitting around a kitchen table talking. We're sitting at the bar. We're out to dinner with our friends. We're having a barbecue in the backyard. We're at a kid's soccer game. It's all the same. Damn, gases. What? Can you believe that? You think we're going into recession? Are we in a recession? Did you hear about so-and-so got laid off? Those things. It's not like, hey, did you hear Nancy couldn't get a, 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 an abortion? Again, you're 23 years old. You don't have any responsibility. Yeah, you know what? Climate change, abortion, huge issue. You're 35 years old. You got a couple kids. You and your husband have a business. That would have been a big issue for you 12, 15 years ago. Right now, man, you're looking around going, uh, my other issues are here. These are the things I'm focusing on today. That, not that that's not an important issue one way or another, but this, the cost of everything, are we going to be able to stay in business? Can we expand? Are we going to have to start laying people off? Those things matter. I can read a poll, and right now what I'm seeing in the polls is that voters don't think the Democrats are good enough or smart enough, and doggone it, they just don't like them. I mean, that's the bottom line. The Democrats have failed to respond to the people's top issues in this election. Yeah. Stick to it, and you'll see. Doesn't mean you're going to win everything. Doesn't mean it's going to be a massive crushing of Democrats in a tsunami like no other, but you've got a real good chance of taking back the Senate. And every day it inches closer and closer and closer to that being so every single day.
If I'm a swing voter out there, a young voter, a, a working class voter, and I hear your message, I think you guys control everything. Democrats control the House and the Senate and the White House, and inflation is really high, and I'm having a deaf, tough time making ends meet. Why should I vote for you again? I think it's important that when we talk about inflation, Republicans will say, well, this is Joe Biden's fault. Really? Inflation is a global problem caused, A, by the breaking of supply chains because of the pandemic, by the war in Ukraine. And as I said, significant part of inflation has to do with corporate greed. Yeah. Not the fact that you guys printed more money than you knew what to do with. You told everybody to stay home. You many places ran this 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 insane world of pandemic tree. Uh, you know, really, it was instead of pantomime, it was it was it was it was pandemical mind, meaning it was all about theater printing money, keeping people home, continuing to push out money, continue. Oh, there's another wave coming. Got to stay home doing all of that. Corporate greed is another one. I want corporations to make money. What about their greed? Look, let the average person decide if they're going to use somebody's service. If they're not, eventually what ends up happening? Their money and their their greed, well, it starts to disappear. And then they panic. And then they've got to make a decision. Oh, yeah. But to say it's corporate greed that is causing inflation, you're insane, Bernie. You're insane. How is this corporate greed? Oh, because of the uh, big uh, oil companies. Why? Because they don't want to drill? We went over it last week. This guy's not handing out leases. He's, he said he wants to get rid of oil companies and fossil fuels. Yet he wants them to come and do what? Drill? And he's guaranteed them $70 a barrel at the bottom end. He's guaranteed them that. He also guaranteed the Saudis $80 a barrel. $10 more. We can go on and on about all this stuff. Yeah, supply chains definitely had an issue. The war in Ukraine has had an issue. The massive amounts of printing of money and handing it out to people and supercharging the economy and not slowly but surely raising rates three, four, five years ago, as we should have been doing, also plays a huge part in this we can go on and on but it's never the government never has a uh, ever has anything to oh no it's not us it's not us it's corporations of which by the way most and by most i mean 99 percent of politicians are in bed with all of these corporations making it harder for the little guy to get into the world of a semi-level playing field Those are your colleagues that help people get there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff to get into. Happy, happy, happy Monday. Hope all is well with you. Uh, we got more on the economy, more on the elections. We've got uh, uh, Ukraine and Xi News. Xi Mao. Oh, yes. Who's going to be in the World Series? Oh, and let's not forget, kids, the countdown. That's right. The 10 best horror movies today. We're on to number six. We'll count that down as well. My pillow has per kale bed sheets for you. 40 bucks, normally 90. Best sale of the year. You will love these. 250 thread count. Absolutely fantastic. Delivered right to you with a 16 money back guarantee. Deep discounts on all my pillow products across the board. But these per kale bed sheets are cool, comfortable, smooth. You will love, love sleeping on these. Chance for you to get them now at a massive discount. We're talking 
Huge discount. Normally 90 bucks. Yours, $40 right now. You go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Benson. It's MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Do not miss the opportunity to get this. And deep discounts on all the MyPillow products. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. Rishi Sunak is therefore elected as leader of the Conservative Party. Uh, That's Sir Graham Brady there. The UK Prime Minister has been announced. Rishi Sunak, uh, last night, uh, old uh, Boris pulled out of, and yeah, pullouts never win, but uh, pulled out of uh, the running to be Prime Minister again. So Rishi Sunak will be Prime Minister, uh, the first person of color worth more than the royals themselves. About a billion bucks he's worth. Goldman Sachs, big time investment cat, his uh, wife, uh, Mrs. Murty. Uh, Akasha Murti herself, her, she comes from billionaire families, super smart cat, and now he's been tasked with trying to keep them going sideways off the ditch. And good luck to you. Good luck to you. And by the way, they have been printing money like uh, like we have for quite a while. And we can withstain it a lot better. Our bank is bigger than their bank. And they're going to be in a lot of trouble for a while. Their inflation is going to continue to stay high, even when we can get to the point where we can bring ours to hopefully a a somewhat acceptable 5% for a while, then eventually get back down to hopefully 2%. But they are going to be there, I, I think, for quite a while. Absolutely. So good luck to you, Mr. Sunak. Prime Minister Sunak. Uh, Last time I checked, uh, don't get too comfortable at 10 Downing Street because it uh, doesn't seem to go very well for very long. Uh, I'm just putting that out there. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. Last night, we found out who's going to be in the World Championship of our baseball, seeing as we're really the only ones who kind of play it. I do find it odd, but the reality is, is other countries, yes, they do play it. But we call ourselves the world champions here because most everybody who's any good at the sport plays here. In Major League Baseball, you're going to have one team, the Phillies, got a good win yesterday, beat the Padres 4-1 to in the games, uh, really just swept through the Padres four games in a row. And then the Astros, well, well, the Astros. The one-two pitch and a swing and a ground ball back to the mound. Presley has it. He feeds Gurriel at the bag. And the Houston Astros are heading to the World Series for the fourth time in the last six seasons. The celebration is on on the infield as a dejected Aaron Judge makes his way down the steps into the Yankee dugout. Yeah. And how does Major League Baseball feel? Because here's the thing. Super Bowl, big, huge. So much of baseball is regional. You're trying to soak it all up. You're trying to suck everybody in. And every once in a while, you want to see King Kong take on Godzilla. And that would have been the Dodgers and the Yankees. Dodgers sucked, and the Padres rolled through them. And the Yankees, well, they got swept by the Astros. So now you have the Phillies and the Astros 
very regional again. It's going to go that way. And if you're them, you're not thrilled by this. You're going, oh, my God, really? Really? Yep, really. That's what you got right now. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I want to talk about G. what's going on there, uh, because he is now the king. Talk about that. But I also want to talk a little bit about this. And, yes, it's still going on, this war in Ukraine. Of course we are winning. And... Uh, it's important that we are winning mentally. We know what we are fighting for. Uh, but still, this war is very hard. Yeah, it is very hard. And it's potentially getting harder. Rumors swirling, uh, dirty bombs, accusations flying back and forth. It's not getting any easier. And the Ukrainians are putting it to the Russians. But how long does that go for? Because there are many in the Republican Party who, for whatever reason, have sided up with Putin on this. And it feels weird. I want to know what's going to happen if they decide to cut a massive amount of spending when it comes to the potential of the Republicans taking over and what happens from there with Ukraine, the potential of that. Plus, Xi over the weekend is now officially God King. We'll touch on that. A lot of other stuff to get into as well. 323 3-2-3. 538-2423 at Chad Benson Show Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Independent indeed. That's what we do here. People say, you know what, you're you're conservative. I would call, I'll call myself a conservatarian. Right? Yeah, I lean more right, but I'm independent. You bring me something that I think is ridiculous. I'll point it out and tell you how stupid it is, even if it's on quote unquote the right side of the aisle. People don't get that. It's so amazing. You can think for yourselves. Everybody just they just pick a line and go straight down. Click, 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 click. Right, left, right, left, right, left. What are they about? I don't know. Right, left, right, left, right, left. I am worried in a few ways. One, about what's going on in Ukraine. I think Ukraine is got some serious issues. Uh, and I think that we are in a position, uh, as we have been, which is helping, helping, helping. And make no doubt about it. This has now become almost... Us versus China in a weird way. China. But there we are. And the question is going to be, how much longer are we going to be in this battle? Oh, but aren't we in this for the long haul? Well, kind of, maybe. One of the big things is, is we've got a new Speaker of the House potentially and probably will be, which is Kevin McCarthy. And and uh, Chuck Todd had on Liz Cheney the other day and and 
they were talking about it. And it's not just him. There's a lot of people out there on the right that seem to love themselves some pooter. Uh, that he will, uh, you, you are concerned about his speakership. What specifically concerns you? Well, look, the speaker is second in line to the presidency. And at every moment uh, since, frankly, the aftermath of the election in 2020, uh, when uh, Minority Leader McCarthy has had the opportunity to do the right thing or do something that serves his own political purpose. He always chooses to serve his own political purpose. And, you know, that extends to what we've seen just in the last few days with these comments about uh, aid to Ukraine. The idea that somehow the party is now no longer going to support the Ukrainian people, which, you know, for somebody who has a picture of Ronald Reagan on the, the wall of his office in the Capitol, uh, the notion that now Kevin McCarthy is going to make himself the leader of the pro-Putin wing of my party is just a stunning thing. Uh, it's dangerous. He knows better. But the fact that he's willing to go down the path of suggesting that America will no longer stand for freedom, mm -hmm. I think, tells you he's willing to sacrifice everything for his own political gain. Yeah. And there is this weird thought, you know, and I get it. I'll get a bunch of emails and text messages and everything uh, in the next, you know, several hours over the next several hours, wherever, you know, whatever time you hear in the show, whether it's on your podcast about these people are very, there's some weird pro Putin side of it. And when you talk to these people, all they want to talk about is how horrible America It's funny when the left points out, hey, America's bad. They did this, this and this. And, you know, and there is a certain academia class of people that can't stand America, uh, and anytime they can bring it to you, they will. But there is a certain portion on the right that does the exact same thing when it comes to this. And a lot of people out there, they well, they look at Putin as like, he's a strong leader who's against woke culture. No, he's an SOB that would love to take over the world if given the chance, but he knows he has no chance of doing that. And the fact that anybody would side with him is insane. It is. Well, Ukraine was corrupt. It was very corrupt for a very long time. Probably, arguably, the most corrupt nation in Europe for quite a while. A nation just trying to find its feet. For how long were they stuck under the Soviet's thumb? When they voted to leave, ooh. But you're fine with this guy doing what he wants? And then you look over and you got his pal over there in China. Xi. And Xi this weekend is it. He was crowned it. Period. Case closed. End of story. He is now the God King. Look at Mao. Look at uh, even Putin. Uh, anybody who centralizes power to the point where any dissent, any other voice that might be heard is suppressed tends to make very bad decisions over time. And that's what's scary for the rest of the world going forward with Xi Jinping in power. Yeah, because we talked about last week with Gordon Chang. We've been talking about it for a while. Somebody who gets the ultimate power that they have, do they finally get to the point? It's like, all right, now that I got all this power and I've consolidated, it's time to give people their freedom. No, it's the exact opposite. He won a third term, which is unprecedented. So he's got to be leaving after this one, right? This wasn't just about the next five years. This is the long-term play by Xi Jinping. He has no intention of ever stepping down. He didn't name any sort of a successor. There's no succession plan, which has gone against uh, what has gone on in the party for about the t past uh, 20 years or so. No succession plan. And if you saw none of this over the weekend, and maybe you should pay attention to a lot of other things, and I get it. We've got inflation. We have all this stuff. But these are all things that will affect us. His zero COVID policies, things of that nature, the chance that he's going to go after Taiwan at some point. Uh, 
He did something this weekend that reminded me of what, if you go back and you look at when Saddam Hussein took over and he was going to bleed the party of people that he didn't think was going to be on his side or could potentially challenge him in some way, shape, or form. And he has this big meeting, and it's a Congress that's filmed, and he's just calling out people's names, and they're taking the people outside, essentially, and shooting them. Over the weekend, a guy who used to run the country, who used to be in his position, who sat, like, next to Xi, they had people come in and remove him on live television. Oh, yeah. Xi wants to show everybody, this is it now. I am the end-all to be-all. I am your Yahweh. I am the beginning and the end of everything that happens in this country. Nobody is there because of the great job that they did in a previous uh, uh, position. They're there because they're loyal to Xi. And anybody that could have challenged his, his power or thought of assuming the power five years from now has been removed from uh, power, banished from the most powerful committees. Think about that. That's power right there. That's power. And we've got this weird group of people uh, that are fine with aligning themselves in some weird way with Putin, who's aligned himself with China. It is ugly. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, As we look forward to election, it's not all about Inflation, will that play a huge part of it? Let's just let's remove the economy and inflation. Border is a big one. New data from the Border Patrol shows there were 2.7 million migrant encounters along the southern border in the last year, crushing the previous record set in 2021 when officers encountered 1.9 million migrants. And a new ABC News poll shows Republicans have the advantage over Democrats on other key issues like the economy, inflation, and crime. I want you guys to listen to the beginning of this again. New data from the Border Patrol shows there were 2.7 million 2.7. The record previously was set last year at 1.9. They didn't just beat this record. They demolished it. Go back in history. If you always want to have some fun, go back in history and look at like uh, uh, what Babe Ruth broke the record for home runs back in his day for most home runs in a season. And it was funny because the guys before him, they have like eight or 12, like that guy had like 12 home runs. And then he has like 50. (laughs) That's what just happened. He had like 50. 1.9 to 2.7. Feel that. You do not care about the border at all. Period. Case closed. And guess what's happening? As you continue to capitulate and do nothing, you're allowing the cartels to gain more and more power. And they are. I hear from border agents every single day. Let me give you guys. You guys knew the show. God bless each and every one of you for listening. Thanks so much. I live in an area right smack dab between Tucson and Phoenix. I live in what I call the Valley of the Dirt People. Why do you live out there? Because we live out there. My wife's family lived out there, uh, so our house is out there. My father-in-law just passed away at the beginning of the year, but we have got a decent-sized piece of property. And if you're new to the show again, I like lizards and snakes. Not little tiny ones, massive ones. Always like dinosaurs, always like reptiles. It's like my passion Outside of, you know, my family and, 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 you know, a few other things. I love them. So I'm right. That's, I mean, and I'm smack dab in the middle of it. 
border agents are on the right of me, the left of me, across the street. They go to my church. I talk to them every day. I filled up gas today. Guess what was there? Three border agents in their trucks. We were chatting. They said, it's this is the worst it's ever been. The worst it's ever, 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 ever been. Some of them have been in the business quite a while. My wife's best friend, her husband's a border agent. When I go and chat, man, he just unloads on all of the crap that's going on. It is horrific. It really is. And then you talk about all of the insanity on top of that. Like, I don't know, human trafficking, which now Americans are taking uh, part in. Evil cartels digging their hooks into anyone they can find to help them smuggle humans and drugs across our southern border. Shocking new video showing a mother with her two children in the car caught up in their crimes. We are starting to see a lot of U.S. citizens getting caught up in human smuggling. That's because the cartels advertise quick, easy cash online on social media. And with the amount of people constantly coming across the border, there is always a demand for it. Yeah. We had kids arrested uh, earlier this year here because they were making $1,200 a night going and picking up people that are here illegally and driving them somewhere. You don't know who these people are. This lady, this, think about what this lady just did with a little kid in the car. Take a look at this video you were just mentioning. This mom arrested in the Rio Grande Valley by Texas DPS. They pull her over. She's got her 10-month-old baby in the car as well as her other 14-year-old child. And she's smuggling three illegal immigrants. Texas DPS asks her, is there anybody else in the car? She says no. They pop open the trunk. Look what they find. There was a guy crammed in a compartment underneath the stroller there. That mom said she was trying to get them to San Antonio. She was arrested and charged with human smuggling. Yeah. And then you've got the other side of it. So take away the human smuggling, and now the Americans are looking at cheap, easy cash, which means nothing to the cartels. Give you five grand to go move somebody, not a big deal. How about this side of it? Oh, the other side that could be arguably the worst side of it right now, fentanyl. Then take a look at this photo. Nogales, Arizona, the CBP port of entry there. Agent seizing 242,000 fentanyl pills hidden in a vehicle spare tire, as well as 17,000 fentanyl pills strapped to the body of a pedestrian trying to get through. And then lastly, a bizarre fentanyl bus here. Take a look at this. Same port of entry in Nogales, Arizona. CBP officers finding more than 2,000 fentanyl pills hidden inside of tamales in an ice chest. Each tamale had baggies in them filled up with blue fentanyl. Yeah. All horrible. All going on on our border. All because we have an administration that doesn't care. And we've had politicians on both sides of the aisles for the last umpteen years who've ignored this and have allowed this to get out of control. And then finally, we at least have somebody who's semi-honest in this president who's like, oh, I don't care who comes over. Open borders for all. Yet another reason that that's not going to help them in 15 days. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Coming up, we're going to have our countdown. Uh, number six today, top 10 scariest movies. Let's go from one scary thing to another scary thing that's semi-entertaining, shall we? I think we shall. All right, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens, get a free bag of Rough Greens right now. It's K9 Vitasmart, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. It'll help your dog with so many things. Digestive issues, it'll help your dog. Skin issues, fur issues, it'll help your dog. You know, lethargic dog, it'll help. And for me, the thing that was the most helpful for my older dog Pain in his hips and joints. And boy, has that helped. Absolutely incredible. Now, 
They don't ask you to do anything other than cover the cost of shipping and don't buy new food. Just give them what you've been giving them. Just sprinkle rough greens on top of it. Try it now for free. Cover the cost of shipping. A bag is yours. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Set Chad straight. Text the show, 323-538-2423. That's 323-538-CHAD. Someone has to do it. Might as well be you. The Chad Benson Show. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. Beware the moonlights. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. What an excellent day for an exorcism. I am... Dracula. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? That's right. One good scare it is. We've been giving you the ten biggest scares in Halloween movie making and horror. Started out with the Universal Monsters, number ten, Trick or Treat, number nine. Nightmare on Elm Street, 8-7 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which brings us to today, something in the uh, the mold of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A scary movie indeed that came out in 2002, three. There was a delay, and we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but it, it was really about the, there's some monster-like creatures in it, but it's about depravity and had a bit of a 70s feel of that Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because Rob Zombie, he wanted it that way, but had great character actors, including Sid Haig, who was Captain Spaulding. Now, one of our local heroes, Esquinton Quail, a.k.a. Dr. Satan. (laughs) Murderer, torturer, but most of all, master surgeon. Mr. Quayle was an intern at Willows County Mental Hospital. Nicknamed Weeping Willows for the never-ending cries of pain. Oh, it's just so great. I loved him in that. And how the movie came to be was also awesome. It's a movie very 70s-esque, right? Starring Rain Wilson is in it. But it starred Sid Haig and Karen Black and Bill Mosley. By the way, these are all people that, that, that Rob Zombie worked with for many, many years. This was funny how it came to be because he was just actually there at Universal Studios showing them the kind of scary maze that they could build for their Halloween Horror Nights. And then he fell in love with the place. And then sort of by being in the offices was meeting meeting people and having just meetings about stuff. Or I just didn't want to leave once I got in the studio. I just loved being there even though I had no business being there. And somehow I remember being in the guy at the time his name was Kevin Misher. His office Pitching him a movie I didn't have a pitch for. I had a title, but no, nothing else. And somehow it progressed from there. I was like, really? I told him kind of a cool title with a completely half-ass idea that I was making up as I was talking to him. <laughs> yeah. From there, they gave him the movie. They showed it to people. And the guy at Universal says, take your movie and leave. We cannot ever release this. Eventually, a few years later, the movie gets released. It builds up a cult following. There are two subsequent spinoffs to come after or or sequels. 
which is The Devil's Rejects and uh, Three from Hell. An amazing, scary, terrifying movie at times, creepy in its feel, but the characters themselves are awesome, including Captain Spaulding and many others in this. It's the Firefly family, which are creepy as all get out. House of a Thousand Corpses. That is your number six movie in the countdown of the 10 scariest movies. Up tomorrow, number five, and let's just say it has to do with a day of the week. The Chad Benson Show. is The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, 15 days and counting. Can we get to the lawsuits? What? Yeah, you know there's going to be some lawsuits. Some people are going to lose. They're not going to be happy about it. I was filling in last week with uh, on the Three Martini Lunch, and Jim Garrity, who's uh, one of the big writers over there at uh, National Review, said <laughs> we were talking about Stacey Abrams, and he goes, oh, her run for re-election, you know, because it was stolen, even though she knows it was stolen. Uh, the turnout is record turnout. I saw yesterday where the Republicans are like, hey, what do we have to do? To get a, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, nothing. Nothing you could do. We'll, we'll, we'll get you to I'm sorry. You guys are bad and evil and you know it. You Republicans. Evil and bad. So what do people care about? What's the polls saying? Lots of different polls. Lots of different sayings. Inflation sees one of the larger gulfs with over a third of those polled trusting Republicans and 21% trusting Democrats. This in a new ABC News Ipsos survey. An almost identical gap exists around gasoline prices. The public is much more evenly split on immigration and taxes. Democrats seeing leads in voter trust concerning COVID, climate change, gun violence, and abortion. All the things that are what? So gun violence. Why? 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 Why is that? Well, because guns are out of control and it's law abiding guns that are doing. No, it's it's crime. Crime is up. Crime is not good. I think we all know that. Every one of us gets it. Crime, not good. Crime, bad, bad. Also a loss for the Democrats when you look at crime. Gun violence, of course. We should always talk about gun violence. What can we do better? Nothing wrong with that. Abortion? Of course they're going to lead in that. Of course they are. It's weird. You know, here's the way that I think people look at abortion. Nobody wants to say, hey, you're killing a baby, and I don't believe in that. So what they say is, I don't want to pay for it, and really don't want to know about it. So that's their way of saying, hmm. That's that. That's the way of, 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 you know, I saw Bill Maher was hilarious when he's talking about abortion. It's like, I'm 100% behind you, ladies. It's, it's a total right, but you are killing a baby. <laughs> You're not killing a baby. You are. And then he goes into, you know, if I got all the ingredients in the world to make a cake and you throw it on the ground and stomp on it, essentially, eh, well, once I put it in the oven, uh, it was going to be a cake. 
So you've destroyed my cake. Yeah, it's the way people look at it. The other thing, when it comes to immigration, I'm not quite sure how anybody would think for a moment that they're doing a decent job on immigration. That is insane. If you're missing the show, grab the podcast, play this last hour. I think it's worth noting that they're not very good at immigration. Case in point, I want you to listen to these numbers. New data from the Border Patrol shows there were 2.7 million migrant encounters along the southern border in the last year, crushing the previous record set in 2021 when officers encountered 1.9 million migrants. So we 2.7. We have 800,000 more people that have crossed. Now, those are encounters. The Border Patrol will tell you those are not gotaways, as they call them. That's racist. That's what they call them, so just deal with it. How is that doing better on the border? It's not. Then you see what New York's doing, where they're like, hey, we got this giant tent. We're going to have 500 single adult males here. They've got tons of food. They've got uh, a fluff. Was it the, 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 you know, the, the fluff and fold laundry for them? They got phones, they got, they, they, got, they got all the fun stuff, right? They got TVs, and they've got all this, oh my goodness, they got Xbox. I saw people interviewing a bunch of homeless people out there, and, you know, people are like, I don't think it's right. They're pissed. They're dropping the F-bomb. They were not happy. No, no, this administration is horrible. Now, you may not have liked Trump. I'm okay with that. You may have loved Trump. I'm okay with that. But you can look and say, well, he tried to do something with immigration that nobody really wanted him to do because it's a big game. As I try to explain to people over and over again, how politics really works is it's how much money can you raise for your side so you can secure your place. It's about the party, personal, than anything that's left for the people. That's the three Ps. That's so much of what politics is. And they don't see the border as really broken. Is it's just a great way to raise money, right? We've got zero people apparently who want to work. Because for every person that's not, quote unquote, looking for a job, there are two jobs available. So you've got big business that needs some cheap labor. On the other side of stuff, you've got a group of people that are hoping one day to give a pathway to citizenship so people can come here and vote willy-nilly, knowing fully their, inde- their, their indebted service will have to be paid by their vote to the Democrats. Scary, sad, but true. It's a game, and it sucks. The reality is, though, all that being said, what matters to most people is the economy stupid. People understand that. Pelosi. We're danced to very close races, and we feel very confident. I see very clearly ownership of the ground is with us. It's about getting out the vote. But in order to do that, you have to have inspiration. You can't run on empty. And the fact is, is that uh, when I hear people talk about inflation, as I heard them there, we have to change that subject. Inflation is a global phenomenon. 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 You guys like that? You did? It is global. There's no doubt about it. But we supercharged it. We handed out so much money that people got fat, dumb, and happy. 
they spent and spent and spent. We we thought we were doing something good at first because, oh, my God, we're going to shut down the economy. It's two weeks to stop the spread, to slow the spread, to, you know. So we hand out all this money. We give everybody bonus checks for doing nothing. We give businesses money that they can keep and not have to pay back as long as they keep their people employed. All of the things. And it supercharged this. Then we did it a second time, which I didn't think was necessary. But there were many states who were like, we're going to stay closed for as long as possible because of the COVID. Okay, fine. Whatever. But I don't want to give out any more money. Let the states do it if they want to. Then Biden gets in and he's like, ha, I see that and I'm going to raise you guys. And boom. They hand out even more money. And I mean, a lot. on things like sending, you know, those fourteen hundred dollar checks, putting yeah. cash out there. Right. I mean, didn't that end up contributing to inflation? Do you have any regrets? No, absolutely not, because this that was necessary uh, for people to survive. Our purpose it was, is, was that it was inflationary. The, the, well, no, but the point is, is that when you reduce unemployment, it's inflationary. That is a fact. So handing out gobs of cash. And let's not even forget about the gobs of cash. We think, well, it's only 1400 bucks or 2000 whatever. Think about the fact that you were getting state unemployment, and then the feds were giving you more money. And for a lot of people, they were making more money not working than actually working. All of a sudden, they're, they're cash rich, and they're spending money because they got nothing else to do. They're sitting around, and they're buying crap. No, nah, no, nah, we don't have any regrets in that. No, no, no. Nobody can ever say, yeah, I regret doing that. Nobody could ever do that. Nobody, nobody could ever say, say, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. The first time I saw, the second time, wasn't thrilled with. The third time, it was unnecessary. Yes. Is it global? It is global. Let's not pretend that it's not. But did we make it worse here? Yeah. Why? Well, let's look at oil, for instance. Energy independent at one time. Then got even more energy independent when we all stopped driving because we were all told to stay home. And then from there, we got a new president who has vowed on numerous occasions to put, yes, the oil and fossil fuel industry out of business. Not leasing lands, not pro-refinery even stopping refineries from reopening, see the U.S. Virgin Islands, this is where we are. So what's that do? Well, it leaves us, really, at the, 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 the whims of OPEC+, Plus, and then when the war starts, well, there's another huge player in the market whose oil now is going to be off the market. So now a lot of us Western countries are competing for a smaller piece, paying more because there is a crunch when it comes to market that's available to us that aren't in the world of sanctioning the likes of Russia. So, yeah, that paid a, played a part in it. But if we were in a position where we didn't have to worry about it and we could have increased our output? Absolutely. But why would anybody want to get in the oil and gas business if you're telling me it's going to be over soon and we're going to put you out of business? That was on him. Higher the gas prices, the higher it is to move things, the higher it is to move things, the more expensive it is. 
Not all of it's his fault. I've said that from the beginning. But he has definitely made lots of moves with the Democrats in tow to make it much tougher than it should be. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Raycon. Best earbuds around. I wear my Raycons all the time. This weekend, did a little relaxing. Worked out a little bit. Had my Raycons in. It was just great. It was nice. Don't have to worry about anything. I got the awareness mode. When I'm out doing things so I can hear what's going on around me, when I'm playing sports, whatever it is I'm doing, you got the isolation mode and just the regular mode. You're going to get tons of soft gel tips that you find the one that fits your ear right. They're stylish. They're cool. The sound quality is second to none. Eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life. Plus, you ready for this? They start well under $100. And I'm going to save you an extra 15%, but it doesn't end there. Okay? It doesn't. You got 49,000 five-star reviews. You're going to get these amazing earbuds. Try them out. See if you like them. You're going to love these things. Did I tell you they start well under 100 bucks? Get your earbuds of earbuds right now. Raycons. Go buyraycon.com slash Chad. When you do, save an extra 15%. Boom. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Little What's Trending straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. I am not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. <gasps> Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Leonard, Brash, Nap, Lenny, Bush, and Lester Banks, Birthday Party, Cheesecake, Jelly Bean, Boom. What's trending? All right, let's find out a little trending, trending, trending. Start with uh, Google. Number one trending thing over the last 24 hours, Dallas Cowboys. Got a win yesterday. Dak is back. Commanders beat the Packers. Packers don't look good. Bryce Harper and the Phillies. Also trending, as are the Lakers. Tons of NFL stuff. Tons of NFL. House of the Dragons season two. Are we already at, are we past season one? I don't know. I don't watch that show. Rishi uh, Sanak is also trending. He is the new Prime Minister of the UK. Congratulations to him. Last person had the job for almost 44 days. You think you could beat that? By the way, Liz Truss, we, Anthony joked about it last week. He's like, do you think she gets a pension? Sure enough, 130,000 pounds a year, uh, depending on the year and the time of the year. Uh, it's about $140,000 for her, for life. For her time as the Prime Minister of Britain. And if you guys did not see the chaos about the whole thing with the head of lettuce, where they said, which will last longer, Liz Truss or head of lettuce, on when she resigned, they were actually broadcasting pictures of a live stream of a head of lettuce on the side of Parliament. <laughs> That's not very nice. I'm just saying the Brits could be pretty mean if they want to. Happel Dilwali, 
day. The Hindu community, uh, best wishes for their new year. Trending on Twitter, number one thing. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Tons and tons of midterm stuff trending. Oh, you know what's trending? Mrs. Taylor. Taylor Swift. Apparently tonight she's going to be on uh, mid. Uh, she's going to be on talking about her album "Midnights" on Jimmy Fallon. What? Ted Cruz was spotted in attendance at the Yankees Astro. How dare he go there? Who do you think you are, Ted? Not allowed to leave. Lots of Halloween stuff trending. That's pretty good. I like Halloween, guys. I love Halloween. You miss any show? You can grab it. It's the uh, uh, our countdown. The best Halloween movies do it every single year. Uh, So if you miss any of the show, grab yourself a little bit of fun in the podcast and listen to it. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Something else that's trending is, well, COVID, but math. English. Our scores are down big time, and people are asking the question still, uh, was that worth it? During pandemic years, 2019 to 22, average math scores for fourth and eighth grade students had their largest decline in the history of the National Assessment of Educational Progress, between five and eight points. That entity in the Federal Education Department has assessed what students know since 1969. It says the drop in math shows the importance of instruction and the role of schools. Reading scores declined, but not as sharply. Yeah. Yeah, but they did, both of them declined tremendously. So as we look at all of the stuff that's going on with COVID and how it was so politically motivated and that keeping your school closed longer showed how much you dislike Trump and how much control the 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 group of people that were running these things, i.e. the unions had, should give us all pause, you know, for, for concern over, well, how bad of uh, was it? Well. It's bad. Some people said we've put this back a few years. Some people said we put this back a decade plus in learning for a lot of these kids. That is insane. Was it worth it? No, it wasn't. But you couldn't come out and say that because if you did, it's because you wanted children to die, which was a lie and a game that everybody played. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That's me, you're you. Stay beautiful, baby. You know what I'm saying? Stay beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. Stay beautiful. 15 days away from the magic that will be the midterms. And then, of course, we're probably going to have lawsuits galore. I'm in Arizona. I'm assuming there's going to be at least one lawsuit out here. Somebody's not going to get what they wanted. So we'll see what that looks like. We already have a, we already, we're already in a situation where we have people who are watchers. Of what's going on at the drop boxes. 
which, as we try to explain to everybody, you do realize that every single mailbox now is now a Dropbox. But you've got people that are watching the Dropboxes. And some have already gotten to the point where they've confronted some people. And it's just like, you really, you just really, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. What I'm telling you is, yes, this is kind of where we're at at this moment in time. So uh, uh, it's not going anyway uh, uh, anytime soon. Uh, this is what we're going to have here for the next coming. This might be the new norm, unfortunately, for a while, where we're going to be sitting here going, is every single race going to be contested? Like, is there a threshold? That's what we need to find. Is there a threshold? Like, if you lose by 5 to 10 percentage points, you should be like, I don't know. Like, because we should know. If you lose by a million, two million votes <laughs> in a state of three million votes, should you say, all right, I'm not going to contest that? What's the threshold? It's like the same thing we do for political correctness. Like, where's the threshold when it comes to you know, going back how many years before we go, all right, you know what? That stuff's untouchable. You you go back X amount of years and somebody who was 15 tweeted something and shouldn't have to derail their life when they were 30. I think it's the same thing here. Where's the threshold? What's the number where everybody can agree upon? Hey, if I lose by X amount of percentage points, there is no challenge. You've you've lost the right to challenge. Now everybody has as many challenges with their little red flags like a football. They can just throw down. I'm challenging this. I'm challenging this. I'm challenging. But we have uh, voters already here in Arizona that are sitting and watching said drop boxes. This happened on Monday at a ballot drop box location in Mesa outside the juvenile justice court. Now we're told that a voter was approached and then followed by a group of individuals when the voter was trying to drop off their early ballot. Yeah. And uh, it's happened several times since then. And now are you ready for this? I said jokingly last week, people need to go watch the watchers watching. Apparently, there are now people watching the watchers watching. Nobody has a life. <laughs> Apparently not. It's great not to have a gig where you can do that all day. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Probably you can do that because, quite frankly, life is boring, apparently. And we spend a lot of my, our time on autopilot. The average person spends four hours a day and a decade of their life on autopilot. Does every day of your life feel exactly the same with the years just flying by? If this describes you, you're far from alone. It turns out the average adult spends more than 10 years of their life on autopilot, following the same routines and rituals every day, according to a survey. Sounds like what I call getting into a rut. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that is just, you know, you get up, you, you know, you're... You do the same thing every morning. Maybe you work out. Maybe you have the same breakfast. Uh, it's, you know, it's just, it's familiarity. And then it's muscle memory on the way to work. You don't even, how many times you drive home? You're like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, as far as like, I don't remember anything from the drive. Uh, just drive home, get out. It's all the same over and over again. You could totally see that. A quarter of the 2,000 British adults polled admitted they often drift through as much as five or more hours a day 
without any real thought about what they're doing. And this equals to 1,396 hours each year, 27 hours a week, doing the same things. Topping the list of routines that never change for the average person include getting dressed or showering the same time of day and eating the same breakfast. Yeah, just like I said, just the little things, they're different. I mean, if you want to just feel how weird it is to do something different, tomorrow morning, when you go to put your shoes on, there's something simple. Instead of putting your left on first or your right on first, do the opposite. And you'll be like, that feels weird. It's that simple to like, whoa. 79% of those who feel they are, quote, stuck in a rut, feel this holds them back from achieving their goals. The most common things respondents say they'd like to do but haven't had a chance yet include learning a new skill or craft, traveling the world, and starting a new career. Learning a new instrument to round out the top five things that life's mundane routines are keeping people from doing. The key probably is to change things up a bit every now and then. Stop and smell the roses, as they say. Stop being lazy, as they say, because people are a little bit lazy. Oh, they are. Yeah, they are. They are. Which brings us to this. Boredom. Work right now is one of those things where employers are trying to keep really good employees. And they're trying to think, how do I do this what can i do it's not always just about money have you heard because we've talked about right the 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 quiet quitting and we can go over all the things that have happened how about the great bore out people are quitting their jobs at levels we haven't seen in 30 years a lot of businesses are now worried about burning people out but experts say in an effort to ease the load some jobs have become so boring it's driving people to quit it's called bore out one recent survey found boredom at work is the number one reason people are leaving their jobs. Your employees may say, listen, I like my job, but I want to do something a little bit differently or I want to have some more social engagement. So the great bore out, they're bored. That's a lot of life, right? Well, you don't want it. We just heard about it. how many people go on autopilot, right? And people want stuff that makes their hearts sing. I get it. I get it. Not anything's perfect. Right? I always think work is, you know, and your career is what you make of it, how you could do it, what you it's easy for you to say. Trust me, I've done a lot of things in my life that are boring. And and to get to where I am, and I've worked my ass off to do it. And I do a lot of different things because I don't like being bored. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I like to go, go, go. That's why everybody always wigs out of me because uh, – of all the work that I do in between my, my local show and my national show, I am doing 20 different things. And sometimes I'll admit, you know, my wife says, you need to, you know, let's just calm. But I, when I want to veg, I do, but never with it's time to be productive. And that's something for owners of businesses, for managers to find out, okay, what can I do to get some of these people? Cause some of them, Right. You give the task at hand is all they can handle. For other people, you want to challenge them because you want to keep them around. And you've got to recognize that. It's not just that the job is too easy. People, especially millennials, get bored when they feel like their job is meaningless. You need to be listening to your employees more so than ever now than you did pre-COVID. So if you haven't been doing that during COVID, you probably lost a lot of employees to other people because they have been in tune to their employees' needs. Yeah, but... You heard that, especially millennials. Well, part of that is they want something that makes their heart sing. And the other thing is, is we live in a TikTok society. Their attention span is that of a gnat. 
So this is what you're going to get from them. That gnat-like sense of just doing enough, right? Because there are other things that they want to do. They want something that's valuable. All right, I'm going to let you guys in on two, you know, it's also a different side of things is even when you give them something that quote unquote may be valuable, if they think it's too hard, they may not be into it. They're not going to do it. Meaningful isn't always it. Case in point, not going to say who, but a family member of mine hired a millennial to do a very important job. Something in the uh, medical-ish field. Let's just put it that way. That person quit on the second day. Because she couldn't get on the internet. She thought she had to buy her own printer, paper, and supplies. And that this was all too much stress for her. It's not always about being bored. Sometimes it's about finding the right employee. But yes, the meaningful side of things, sometimes that doesn't even come into account. Think about somebody quitting your job today because they had to buy their own printer paper or they couldn't get on the Internet, the Wi-Fi. It was too hard. Experts say businesses and managers can cut down on bore out by paying attention to individuals and making sure everyone has something meaningful to work on. If you don't create a way where your employees feel like they're growing or they're doing meaningful work, they are going to be looking for other opportunities because they exist all throughout the country. Experts yeah. say chronic boredom can lead to mental health issues like depression, anxiety, and insomnia. Yeah. That being said, though, it's also not your employer's job to make you happy. Oh, yeah, it's probably not. Huh? No, it's not. Just throw that out there as well. So some of it is the TikTok society of, of, of a younger, selfish generation who believes they should be, A, number one, super awesome in front of everybody, A-OK, -okay, we know everything better than you guys do because we have the Internet. And the other side of it is, yes, you got to challenge your employees. You find a good employee, you better challenge them. Give them stuff to do and know, hey, this person can handle stuff. I want to see them grow. Don't challenge somebody to do something when uh, that one thing on the plate is all they can handle. And if you give them more than that, because I see that around here, uh, just like I see it around other businesses that, that, that you know, my uncle and I have. Uh, there's some people like, man, I can give this guy 20 things to do. I can give her 15 things to do. I can give him one. And he's good at that one thing. But if you give him two, it's going to go to hell. Oh. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the goodies right there. Feel free to check us out on Facebook as well, Chad Benson Show. Uh, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Get a free bag of Rough Greens called K9 Vita Smart. You will love it. Give it to my dogs every single day. Give it to my, my send a bunch to my mother. I said, Mom, try this stuff. She's got bigger dogs, right? And, you know, I mean, little dogs is great. But for the bigger dogs, I want to see how it works. She springs on top of their food every day, and it has been awesome. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. She never had to change anything, and you won't have to either. Just take this and sprinkle it on top. And what it's done, especially for their fur and their skin, during allergy seasons, they didn't have any. They're still young pups, but I worry about, you know, bigger dogs have tend to have hip and joint pain. Guess what? So far, so good. And with my older dog, Doodle, here at home, 
Well, his his life is great. He's living healthier, happier life than I thought he ever would. And as far as his joint pain and stuff, no, nothing compared to what it once was. All because of Canine Fight is Smart. Cover the cost of shipping. You get a bag for free. Get it now. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Check out our Chad Benson Show Facebook page where you can hang out or hang your grievances out to dry. This is Chad Benson. At the box office this weekend, Dwayne Johnson's superhero dreams finally come true. I kneel before no one. With the release of the DC comic book universe film, Black Adam. Fighting for this movie for 15 long years. Along the way, got a lot of no's, got a lot of, well, is there anyone else who you want to play? And there was a lot of questioning. Black Adam expected to win the weekend, but estimates are all over the place. Most think it'll break $50 million in North America, something that hasn't happened since July. The new Julia Roberts-George Clooney comedy, Ticket to Paradise, might not beat last week's champ, Halloween Ends, for second place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Halloween Ends, uh, $8 million. That's not good. Smile, 8.4. Talk about staying power. Tickets to Paradise, 16.3. Black Adam, they're estimating right around $67 million. Uh, not bad, right? I guess. I don't know. It's uh, a couple of people that have seen it said, yeah, no. Not good. Not good. I think they were asking you, is there anybody else you want to play? Because it's DC and they're going to figure out a way to screw it up. <laughs> I still watch it. I think, man, the effects look cheap. Those effects do not look good. There's some ugly effects, but uh, he he got it. Two hundred million dollar budget, sixty seven million. Good for him, but still, I just I, yeah. Halloween ends. Why people are like why is Halloween ends collapsing? Because you could watch it on at home. Why would you watch it in the theater if you don't have to? It's done eighty two million worldwide, but you have to think, what would that look like if you could watch it? I don't know anywhere. But home. Would that be more? Probably. Smile, by the way, which is another horror movie. $166 million it's done. On what, a $15 million budget? $7 million? I don't even know what it is. The budget's virtually nothing. That is insane. That's some good stuff right there. Good stuff indeed. Uh, over the weekend, I chilled, watched a lot of college football, watched some of the NFL, and you know my picks, baby. So I uh, gave you my picks last week. I've been doing pretty good in this. I'm not saying you should bet your house. Don't do that. But if you were to bet your house and you were just taking straight up games, you'd be all right. Tonight we have got one game left. It's a uh, I don't know why we continue to put the uh, the Chicago Bears on television versus the Patriots. I'm sure on paper people thought this was going to be great. Uh, the reality is it's probably going to be more of a kind of game. Uh, but let's give you my wins from yesterday, and there are quite a few. I started out with the Cards winning on Thursday. Got the Ravens beating the Browns barely. The surprise today, the Yuccaneers. That's the best way to describe them. The Bucks got beat by the Panthers. Bengals win. Cowboys win. Giants win. All called. I lost this one. 
Packers, again, another loss. This time to the Commanders. Oh, my God. Titans with the win. Got that one right. Raiders with the win. I did pick the Jets over the Broncos. I got that one right. And the Chiefs over the Niners. I lost the uh, Seahawks and the Chargers game. Chargers do not look as good as I thought. And got Sunday night's game right. Dolphins, Steelers tonight. One game left. 66-40-1. That's what I'm sitting at right now. Not bad, kids. Not bad at all. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. I do. I do. Oh, my goodness me. So much stuff happening. We are... First of all, we're eight days away from November. I don't know about you, but I just feel like this month went by like, so we're eight days away from November. We're 15 days away from the midterm. And if you ask, what is the top story? You're going to get, it's still the economy. There are other things out there that are pertinent to people's lives. But if you were to ask 100 people, uh, in the number one or two slot would be the economy. Number one, I would say 65 to 75% of the time. I'm going to talk about that. You miss any of the amazing show, grab the podcast. Good podcasts are available. Spotify being one of them. Tune in radio app. Uh, you can check it out everywhere, even where you are listening to us across this great country. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, 323-538-2423. That's your text line, Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson two weeks one two weeks away from yes the election the midterms oh my lord chaos craziness what will happen what won't happen here's the reality of it uh i don't think anybody really knows what we do know is it is not pretty if you're a democrat it's not it's not pretty at all. It's going to get ugly, potentially, in some areas. Uh, and there's just no way for them to figure a lot of this stuff out uh, in time. People take a step back, and they're asking themselves the question of, am I better today than I was two years ago, four years ago, six years ago? And for a lot of people, uh, no is the answer they're giving. You un- unveiled a new attack line uh, earlier today. The full line was mega, mega, trickle down. Surely you consider your student loan forgiveness program um, to be an antidote to that. But here's a problem, I think, for you and, and Democrats. Despite all the good economic news, low unemployment, record job creation, um, wage increases, and yet poll after poll shows the American people trust Republicans on the economy and think that Republicans should control Congress. How do well, you first break of all, through that? I'm not sure about the polls. Ah, he's not sure about the polls. I think a lot of people are sure. They're looking around first and foremost, and they're seeing gas uh, at record levels for much longer than a blip. 
they're hearing more and more that the economy is heading into or maybe already in a inflation. And people across the country are saying, eh, some people saying, doing a great job. Joe's doing a good job. People don't like him. I happen to think it's a tough job. Why would I want to do what Joe's doing? But he's doing a good job for the common person. And I'm a common person, so yeah. it's important to me. Yeah, that's, dead. That's, a, that's a voter in Nevada. You can tell by his Nevada accent. They hand out price increase after price increase because the entire supply chain is broken. Yeah. And inflation's through the roof. Oh, wow, wow, wow. That's crazy. And Joe's on the ballot. People don't want to understand that, but Joe's on the ballot. Everything he does, just like Trump was on the ballot, just like every midterm ever, the party that is in power is on said ballot. You know what else is on the ballot? Crime. Crime is certainly uh, increasing across the state and major areas. What? But, yeah, that's huge. That's on the ballot. So people take a step back and they go, oh, okay, ballot, it's up. Crime is. Inflation, it's up. Uh, immigration, illegally, up. Oh, wow. There's a, uh, people worry. People are frustrated. People are looking around. And when you go to the gas station, and I've said this over and over, every time you you pass by a gas station and it's, 450, 550, 650, depending on where you live, 350, when it should be two bucks, 250, 350, 450 at the high end, depending on, again, California, where your taxes and the insanity. The reality is, is that is an ad for a Republican. That's it. That's an ad for the Republican. Then he goes and gives money out, tons of it, right? He prints money like you couldn't believe, left, right, and center. And boy, how great is that for everybody? You guys enjoying all that money? Going to give college kids free uh, student loans. I mean, you know, not free, but free in the sense of, hey, I'm going to pay off some of that stuff. This is a great ad. Now, we played it a few, several weeks ago when it first kind of debuted. But now that college football season, football season in Major League Baseball, the playoffs are in full swing this is going to be played a lot more about the college loan forgiveness which is a massive debate. I spend more time working on these cars than with my own family. I spend my days digging holes, cutting grass, and sweating. This is job number two today. So my customers aren't the only ones drinking coffee. I'm breaking my back out here for one reason. I want to pay off some other guy's debt. Biden's plan to pay other people's college loans using my tax dollars is a great idea. Biden's right. You should take my tax dollars to pay off your debts. My family will figure out how to get by with less. What's most important is we spare college graduates from any extra stress. Want to be a struggling artist? College is on me. My kids don't need fancy things like school supplies or new shoes. I work for you, theater major. This shift is for you, business major. Go buy yourself that new car. Enjoy your free ride. College is on me. Tell Congress, stop Biden's bailout for rich kids. People are looking around going, you're printing money, you're giving it away, inflation's through the roof, we're not drilling an energy independent, you do nothing at the border. You can. I, I can't blame everything on Biden because that would be a lie. But how many times do I have to say this? We don't fire the team, we fire the coach. Well, 
We're not asking the coach to go away yet. What we are asking the coach to do is maybe you're going to have to pick a new coordinator. Ooh. Yeah, maybe you're going to have to do that. Maybe you're going to have to find a new defensive coordinator. Oh, and that might be the other team picking it. Meaning, you know, I mean, I've seen it. I think a lot of people have where they've they've gone to coaches in sports and they said, look, your staff isn't very good. Uh, we're going to leave you in charge. But we we've decided we want to move in this direction. And they pick essentially who's going to be on your staff. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. It's not a win. That's usually your first sign that you could be in some serious trouble. Uh, I don't know how we, you know, people don't, again, I can sit back here and say, all right, you know, I, I get the frustration of a lot of the stuff that goes on out there. But how can you not see that printing $1.9 trillion and handing it out? After we had already kind of got through the thing, the the pandemic, how could you not see that that wasn't a great idea? Just curious. By the way, uh, we are still going out and spending money on things like, oh, I don't know. Halloween. Halloween spending forecast to reach a record $10.6 billion this year. That exceeds last year's record. Consumers planning to spend about $100 on average for candy, decor, and costumes. So spending on costumes likely to be big, as is spending on candy. But part of that is due to increased prices hitting consumers at the grocery stores. Yeah, I saw something the other day, just a silly... I forgot, I forgot what it was. It was uh, it was like one of those they'd asked a bunch of consumers, are you going to give candy out this year? It's like 50% of people say they're not giving out candy. Who are those people? Look, I've got news for you. If if a $4 bag of candy or an $8 bag of candy is close to putting you out of your house, you need to make better life choices. <laughs> now, if you live in an apartment and you don't get anybody coming by, I get that. But uh, if not... Well, uh, you know, and you're just like, ah, I'm not going to get it. It's too expensive this year. Eh, that's a problem right there. So you got you, you to have to start thinking about uh, some new things that you're going to need to do in your life. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. If you guys did not see it over the weekend, G. Yeah, that guy, that G cat is now officially it. The man, the myth, the legend, he's now Jimao. That's what I'm calling him, the, the God King. Uh, he has grabbed full control over China. There is nobody else. Period. Case closed. End of story. Unprecedented third term. This wasn't just about the next five years. This is the long-term play by Xi Jinping. He has no intention of ever stepping down. He didn't name any sort of a successor. There's no succession plan, which has gone against uh, what has gone on in the party for about the past uh, 20 years or so. Yeah. No plan to succeed. uh, and, And one of the former leaders of the Communist Party, who was at one time in his position was escorted out by two people essentially grabbing him by the arm, said, it's time for you to go. It is scary. Nobody is there because of the great job that they did in a previous uh, uh, position. They're there because they're loyal to Xi. And anybody that could have challenged his, his power or thought of assuming the power five years from now has been removed from uh, power, banished from the most powerful committees. Yeah. 
That's the way it works over there. He has cracked down. It reminded of, if you go back and you look at when Saddam Hussein took over Iraq, like way back in the day, you can see when he's, you know, he's got that Congress there and they're all there and he is calling people's names out and they're all terrified and scared and they're pledging loyalty to him. It is terrifying. That's kind of the way this went down, a little more subtle. But for all of our chaos, we don't have that, and that's something we should be thankful for. Look at Mao, look at uh, even Putin. Uh, Anybody who centralizes power to the point where any dissent, any other voice that might be heard is suppressed, tends to make very bad decisions over time. And that's what's scary for the rest of the world going forward with Xi Jinping in power. Yeah. Scary indeed. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into today. Don't you worry, kids. We're going to make you laugh as well. Got your top 10 countdown for horror movies. We're on to number six today. And uh, a very interesting one. Directed by a rock star. Ooh. Yeah. Raycon, best earbuds around. You go out and use your favorite podcast. Hopefully I'm one of them. Grab your Raycons. Best earbuds for so many reasons. Let's start with the fit. All right, so once you get it, you open it up, fully charged, and you're going to get several different soft gel earbuds. Make sure it fits perfectly. Once they're in, you're going to notice they don't come out, what you're going to love. Secondly, the sound quality, the modes that you have. You have your isolation mode, your awareness mode, and yes, it's just a regular mode. Top of that, eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life. Super stylish and comfortable. You can put a, you can, you can do a lot of stuff. Put a beating on them, and they're still going to be around. That's for darn sure, because I do a lot of that when you will love these. And a price, well, that's the other big winner here. A price that you will absolutely love. Are you ready for this? Well under 100 bucks. It's about half the price of other premium audio brands. I'm saving you an extra 15%. Go to buyraycon.com slash chad. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Buyraycon.com slash chad. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Give you an update on Ukraine, what's going on there. Also got the World Series. It is set. It is ready. Two teams, and I'm sure Major League Baseball is like, really? Talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The 0-2. Swung on, belted. Forget about it. Long drive to left, and that is gone. JT gets in on the party. His second homer of the postseason. And it's a 10 spot tonight at Citizens Bank Park. Yep. So we got a uh, big game coming up. The Astros, uh, a winner yesterday as well. The one-two pitch and a swing and a ground ball back to the mound. Presley has it. He feeds Gurriel at the bag and the Houston Astros are heading to the World Series for the fourth time in the last six seasons. The celebration is on on the infield as a dejected Aaron Judge makes his way down the steps into the Yankee dugout. The Astros are celebrating. They are a perfect 7-0 in the postseason this year, and they have won the American League pennant, Eddie, for the fourth time in six seasons. So we got the Astros and the Phillies. How thrilled is Major League Baseball? <laughs> you have the Dodgers, best record in baseball. 
You had the we we had, we had the New York Yankees with massive payroll and the big superstar in Aaron Judge, and neither of them are in the World Series. You have the Phillies and the Astros. Astros probably favorites. The Phillies upstarts in a lot of ways. You know they they're not a perfect team, as I heard them say yesterday. But it also goes back to man, you, you do right. You want that big market, right? You want those. The, the Yankees are loved and hated. The Dodgers are loved and hated. Ugh. And you're looking around, you're like, ah, goodness me. It's what you got. It's what you got. Should be interesting. Should be fun. And I watched a bit of baseball this weekend. Like I say, I don't like regular season baseball. It's too many games. We can go over it all day long, talk about it. But what I do like about baseball in the postseason is it's just very dramatic and i love that it's there's a lot of drama there it's a slow burn that builds up quicker and quicker and every pitch is a little bit more important when you got 148 games left not as important that makes sense 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your twitter tweet at us text the program they are still battling in ukraine it is not getting any easier for either side general sersky how do you end this war how do you achieve peace? You know how we say here in Ukraine, we long for peace, but after our victory. Those are quite simple words, but have profound meaning. Give me your vision of, of how this physically ends, what that looks like. It's when Ukrainian flags will fly all over our borders, including Crimea. Yeah, so uh, that is their big general, uh, Skorichki, who is sitting down talking about uh, how this thing may or may not end. And he's talking not about taking back some of the places that they've annexed. He's talking about taking back it all, even going back to Crimea. How worried are you? How worried should all of us be about Putin's nuclear threats? I must agree with you that we are and should be worried. And I do believe that such a threat really exists, and we have to take it into account. You think? Yeah, you've got to. There's zero. Right now, I think there's, it's not saying, you know, full, fully zero, but there's about a 99% chance he's not going to use a weapon. Where it changes, and we talked to Mike Lyons about this, is when he gets to a point where the desperation is sunk in and you look at something like Crimea and losing Crimea would be huge. Have they tried already to do something? Are they going to use things like a chemical weapons, which was tossed around on numerous occasions? That's something that people should think about as well. More dire warnings coming from the Kremlin. Russian Foreign Minister Shoigu speaking to Defense Secretary Austin yesterday for the first time since May, alleging Ukraine is ready to detonate a dirty bomb. Meanwhile, the head of Ukrainian ground forces sitting down for this exclusive interview about how they're managing to not just hold Russia's military back, but at the moment at least, to defeat them. So, and then there's more, you know, rumors about his health, old the pooter. It's uh, it's ugly, to say the least. And when you have people of power with zero fears of them being removed, at least right this second, that is that's scary because you wonder what if they do twist off. Not just here, but you got G now. It's uh, it's a different time, folks. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter, Chad Benson Show.
The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. A week away from Halloween, 15 days away from the election. Can you believe that next Tuesday is November? October felt like it flew by. But not a lot of time if you are the Democrats to maybe turn some of this stuff around. In fact, you would say it's even spooky. (laughs) See the way I did that? Because of the whole, it's Halloween. Digging deeper here, we've got some all-time midterm highs that should serve as red flags for the Democrats. The wrong track, 71% all-time midterm high since we've been polling. How about presidential approved disapproval on the economy sitting at 57%? Again, we hadn't recorded that uh, ever that high in our poll. And the third one, the direction of the economy. In the next year, is it going to get better or worse? 50% say it's going to get worse. Again, an all-time high in midterm polling. Yeah, that's not good, man. You got to be sitting around going, this sucks. Ah, but I will say this, you know, what do you run on if you are the Republicans? I've been saying it since the beginning of this run on the things that people care about. And over the weekend, I had a a, a person uh, who, you know, went after me on the old Facebook because we posted something that he didn't like. And it's uh, I don't know it said like January 6th musical. And again, Humor is humor. And it was more of a, a, a joke about not what took place on that day. For those of you out there who didn't think that there were people out there trying to do stuff, thought they were doing stuff. Uh, no, no. There were a lot of people who were pissed and angry, had questions. And then some people who, who, who for, for weeks and months had been planning something that they thought that they were going to do something to save America, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is that the average person doesn't care about that. The average person's looking around going, it's five bucks for gas. My bacon costs 10 bucks. Eggs are forward. I mean, they're, they're looking at the, the life is more expensive and getting more expensive. They're worried about their job. They think things are going sideways and going fast. The January 6th thing has zero play in their mind. In fact, if you go look at across the board, not many Democrats are running on January 6th. No. Zero. Zero. Like virtually none are running on January 6th. None. In fact, most of what took place and what we see taking place is theatrics. And it's sad to say, because we want a government that is transparent, but this is a lot of theatrics. You know what's not theatrics? Five-buck gas. Deciding what bill you're going to pay this month and what bill you're going to kick to the curb because they're going to give you a little bit more time. Who you can borrow money from, robbing Peter to pay Paul, etc., etc. Republicans have an advantage in this election because they're actually running on the issues that all the polls tell us that the most people care about. Inflation, economy, crime. It's the top issue in every national poll. It's the top issues in almost every state poll where the big races are taking place. The problem for the Democrats in this election is that they're fishing off the wrong pier. They made their entire bet on abortion, and abortion has fallen down to like sixth, seventh, or eighth place. True. True. You know, I mean, you don't... Nobody is 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 singularly voting because of abortion in mass. If abortion is on the ballot, 
meaning it's are there going should we allow abortions? Yes or no. You might see a jump in certain areas, but the reality is that's not it. The reality is there are so many other things that are out there that people are worried about. And there are people out there who are just saying, hey, this is it. It's going to be a massive wave. Uh, Michael Moore still believes that this is going to be a tsunami for the blue. I have never felt this optimistic. You know, I was on your show, what's now six years ago, when I said that Trump was going to win, the audience booed me. Look, I'm out, I'm around. I think I had a pretty good sense of what was going to happen. I think the opposite's going to happen this time. I think there is going to be such a landslide against the traitors. I want to thank the Supreme Court, reminding women that they are, in fact, second-class citizens. Oh, that's it. Thank the court for that, because they are second-class citizens, or states just have the rights to implement what they want to do in their laws. Uh, that's, you know, but still, he feels this. Michael Moore feels this. I think that there's going to be such a massive turnout of, of women. 70% of all new registered voters in Kansas were women. In most of these states, these are women who have not voted, are coming out to register. I think we could throw out a huge number of these Republican traitors uh, in November. November 8th. Yeah, Republican traitors, throw them out. Yeah, if there's traitors, throw them out. Are, are we going to have any of that really, though? Is anybody running on that? And what do you mean by traitors? And by the way, uh, women are second-class citizens, yet 70% are new first-time voters. They're not all 18. I could guarantee you that. But there's a perfect example in Kansas of it was on the ballot. Abortion. It's not on the ballot most places. No, no, no. It's not. In fact, it's not on the ballot pretty much anywhere. Now, they'll say, hey, if you vote for this person, this person's going to do everything they can to codify Roe v. Wade. If you vote for this, here's the reality of that little world. People, we live in a TikTok society. They want stuff fast. They want stuff quick. It's a long game right there. It's a long, long, long game. It is. And yes, there are people out there that are angry, and it's all the Republicans' fault. Trust me, I hear it. The Ukrainians cared more. They fought back. They were told to surrender, and they said, hey, Russian warship, go f*** yourselves. And that is what those of us who love democracy have to say. That's the energy we have to embrace. Hey, Republican Party, go f*** yourselves. You think you can cheat and steal and lie and win? You think you can just take our rights from us and our vote from us and our freedoms from us, and we're just going to let you? I don't think so. Yeah, I wish the Democrats could get their together and put together a messaging platform that makes sense, that speaks to the moment. But if they can't, we're just going to have to do it without them. Wait, now the Republicans are cheating and lying and stealing? And by the way, let's remember, our president told Zelensky that he needs to leave. Basically, give the country up and leave. Remember that? Yeah, so uh, she continues. She's good times. Just like the brave Ukrainian citizens fought back from their own windows and made their own Molotov cocktails and acted like the ballers that they were, Democratic voters are not just going to give up because everyone says we're going to lose. Change only happens with the Democrats, the one party who still believes in democracy. I think the Republican Party has bitten off more than they can chew. Just like the Russians, I think they've overplayed their hand. They think they're untouchable. But even with all their cheating and lying and gerrymandering, we have to show them that they will never defeat the idea of a free America with liberty and justice for all. Republican Party, go f*** yourselves. Uh, gerrymandering. Rigging. It's hilarious. Didn't, wasn't there a whole thing in Los Angeles about they were trying to gerrymander certain areas and get over on other? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to modern politics, right? 
That's modern politics. What she what she did is uh, I, I'll say whatever I want about this side, uh, knowing full well my side does it too, and it doesn't really matter though because you're only listening here because well you know you are listening to me because I'm preaching to the choir. You're like yes, no Republicans. Guess what? You should have made this thing much easier, but you didn't. You should have made this much easier. This this entire midterm should have been smooth and easy, but instead through bad candidates you made it much harder that being said you're catching up and the polls are showing it day by day in certain areas you're catching up in other places you are starting to push forward and you got to just look and say it's the economy stupid things like this the u.s housing market is in reverse just last month 17 percent of homes that went under contract fell through that's some 60,000 deals called off recent homeowner rishan felt it You know, mortgage rates are up, food is up, you know, gas prices. Mortgage rates are double what they were last year. 12 months ago, a 30-year fixed rate mortgage averaged 3.09%. This year, it's up near 7%, the highest it's been in two decades. Yeah, people feel that right there. They're looking around. Everything's going up. Rates are going up. They're wanting to sell their house. Their values are plummeting. Higher mortgage rates also mean that more homeowners are staying put. New listings fell by 22% last month, and home sales are down 25% from last year. Recent home buyer Rashawn worked with a mortgage company to lower his rate. I was working with a mortgage company out of Philadelphia. I probably should have had a higher rate, but they helped me uh, strategically pay down my credit card so I can get the interest rate. Experts also say make sure the house can fit in your budget, even if an emergency expense arises. Yeah, it should always be that way. But it and again, as the housing market booms, as the housing market goes, that's what usually drives an economy. People don't want to take old crap into their new home. They want new stuff. They want appliances, some of those mid to big ticket items. That's going to be slowing this economy down. Amongst other things, we still have issues when it comes to supply chain. We've got now the, the, the new leader in Xi that is going to be the dominant king, the god king over there in China, and his zero COVID policies could still do crazy stuff here. There's a lot of things that play into this, but yes, the economy is still going to be the number one driving things. For those of you out there who think it's only about democracy, both sides scream and yell, democracy dies. Because the other side is the lead, is leading. That's a bunch of crap. And I will say this again. Democracy, our republic, has got issues. There's no doubt about that. A little bit here and a little bit there. But it is the, the, the stories of its death are way overblown. Okay? Abortion, while it is an issue, the reality is, is the same people who would have made it the number one issue in their lives... 12, 15, 20 years ago, now have kids and responsibilities. And guess what? It's not the same issue as it was. We can go down the list over and over again. But you get where I'm coming from. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. All right, coming up, we got number six on the scariest movies. Now, I count it down every year. I love horror movies. They're awesome. They're fun. We have number six. So we've gotten, we've given Universal Studios, the monsters, right? Frankenstein, Dracula, the mummy, you know, uh, Wolfman. Uh, that was number 10. Trick or Treat, an amazing movie. Think Pulp Fiction-y kind of movie, but for, for horror. 
right? You, you start the Nightmare on Elm Street, then you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is an amazingly interesting cult movie that has spawned two sequels about the family. And as the person who directed it says, it's kind of weird that the bad guys win in this one. We'll talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. Beware the moonlights. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. What an excellent day for an exorcism. I am Dracula. Chucky wanna play? I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Indeed, Halloween, Halloween. We count it down every year. The best of the best when it comes to horror movies. Rated by me. Many of these are on the greatest horror movies of all time uh, list that you find out there. Uh, count it down. So far, we started at number 10, which was the Universal Monsters. And that's important because this is a universal thing, kind of, sort of, as well. Followed by Trick or Treat, an amazing movie. Uh, if you've not seen it, Nightmare on Elm Street. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was number seven. Today, at number six, something that was inspired somewhat by Toby Hooper in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is called House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, written and directed by uh, Rob Zombie. White Zombie... Uh, rock and roller, uh, just a, a trippy cat, but uh, a scary, interesting, creepy-ass movie, dark, macabre, and uh, the villains you hate but you love. Now, one of our local heroes, Esquinton Quail, a.k.a. Dr. Satan. <laughs> Murderer, torturer, but most of all, master surgeon. Mr. Quayle was an intern at Willows County Mental Hospital, nicknamed Weeping Willows for the never-ending cries of pain. So it centers around some uh, two couples, backwoods, 1970s. Uh, Rain Wilson plays one of them, and they're on a uh, kind of they're writing a book about weird attractions. You know, roadside attractions, and they go to this place where it's it's haunted in theory. And there's this guy named Sid Haig, who was a great actor, character actor, one of those guys that you're like, I, but just amazing. And I loved every second of this movie because it's creepy, it's yucky, it's nasty, it's a bit of horror meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre, meaning there's monsters that aren't the people. That are the bad people. It's that kind of creepy. And it was interesting to listen to Rob Zombie, who was on with uh, Rogan about a year and a half, two years ago, talking about this movie and how he even got to the point where they let him make a movie. And then sort of by being in the offices was meeting meeting people and having just meetings about stuff. Or I just didn't want to leave once I got in the studio. I just love being there, even though I had no business being there. And somehow I remember being in the guy at the time, his name was Kevin Misher, his office Pitching him a movie I didn't have a pitch for. I had a title, but no, nothing else. And somehow it progressed from there. I was like, really? I told him kind of a cool title with a 
completely half-ass idea that I was making up as I was talking to him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it started. So he's at Universal. They want to do a maze, and he's coming up with all these ideas. And he goes, "I'm here I am, Universal. I'm on the back lot. I'm having fun, looking around. I don't want to leave. I throw something out there. So they give him money. They let him cast whoever he wants to cast. He cast uh, Cheryl Moon Zombie, which is his his wife, uh, who, by the way, the, he's directed the new Munsters movie. Uh, you know, uh, it is it's uh, it, it, all of the people he kind of uses over and over again. Sid Haig, unfortunately, has passed away. But uh, then they get the movie done. So they're done. They're completed. They even give him some more money to film more of a different ending in the background. He goes, it's hilarious. So he then has a test screening, and this is modern movie world. Think about it, though. This is they finished it in like nineteen ninety. They they started nineteen ninety nine two thousand. Modern movie Universal had gone away from the horror movies. Horror movies weren't a thing at that point. Once they screened it, we had our test screening, which I thought went. I thought went great. What do I know? The the uh, head of Universal at the time came up to me was like, "We have to talk tomorrow." I was like, "Oh <laughs> man, that was not a good." tone that wasn't a you're so great we want to give you a five picture deal tone of voice so the next day they dumped the movie and you know just basically booted us out and then I, what was the conversation they were like we basically this is unreleasable <laughs> <laughs> so uh unreleasable or not eventually got released it made its money back in a little bit plus and it's funny back in the day when or still today if you if you're if they don't watch your movie and you've gone and done it. They gave you the money. Like, look, we can't do anything with this. Here, you take it. You do whatever. And that's what he did. He went. It's built a cult following. And from there, it got not one, but two sequel-esque kind of movies. First, The Devil's Rejects, which if you've not seen, it came out in 2005, which is amazing. That one was met with tons of critical praise. And then Three from Hell, which kind of rounded out the entire thing of the Firefly Flammy. It's great. If you want to see a movie that's creepy and scary with... Bad people that are twisted, uh, this is it. And that first one is done in such a way that it, it harkens back to a little bit of Texas Chainsaw Massacre with some modern-esque kind of feel. You'll enjoy it. It is called House of a Thousand Corpses from Rob Zombie. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-P-E-N-S-O-N. That right there is your number six movie in the top ten countdown. House of a Thousand Corpses. Have a good rest of your Monday. Off to a solid week. We'll do it again tomorrow. And as always, night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.